This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Mark Bonacoski is on the line from his home in Ottawa, Ontario. Mr. Bonacoski, longtime post-media columnist and a favorite writer of mine, uh, who has written recently uh, a column, in fact, over the weekend, entitled Contraband Cigarettes Fund Terrorism and organized crime. Mark, welcome back to CKNW. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Sterling. So tell us a little bit about uh, the the impact of... Uh, you're talking about Ontario because that's your home province and that's where they've done an awful lot of research and homework on this topic. Tell us about the impact of contraband uh, economics on the economy. Well, first of all, to, to, to uh, listeners on the West Coast... Ontario is the epicenter of, of of illicit cigarette manufacturing. There's a number of uh, Mohawk reserves uh, in Ontario and in the uh, fringes of Montreal that pump out, and there's there's scores of them pumping out 10 million cigarettes, 10,000 cigarettes a minute, um, and it's been told uh, the. New York authorities, especially New York State, uh, claim that uh, that Ontario is the is the lead, takes the lead on contraband cigarette manufacturing in North America. So it's a big deal here. But you know, you you can't, and it does go and fund organized crime. And and there was a big bust in Toronto recently where they t- took down some amphetamines, cocaine, a whole bunch of it. You know. Some mafiosa types were arrested, and the, the third or fourth line it was that all also seized were three million cigarettes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but it's as an afterthought. Part of the problem is the police in Ontario are scared crap out of themselves. They will not go on a reserve for any reason whatsoever. Uh, there is a reserve called Tanganyika, halfway between Ottawa and Toronto, on the banks of, of the uh, Lake Ontario, that has. Uh, at least 50 to 60 illegal pot dispensaries. Uh, you can go online at one of the pot dispensaries, and if you got $8,000, you can order a kilo of hashish, and it'll be delivered to your door by Canada Post. Mm-hmm. But uh, contraband tobacco has been used largely to fund other cr- criminal activities because it's... it's uh, Low risk, high returns, um, and if you get caught uh, with uh, contraband cigarettes, like a, a trailer load, uh, you may get a, a five thousand dollar fine. Never get jail. Right. Which is with this cheap, but they uh, compared to drug smuggling and gun smuggling and people smuggling. Uh, the the one I the, the column I cited. I mean, in, is the one about the, the big. Uh, uh, the raid in, on an Niger- Algerian gas plant a number of years ago uh, where 800 hostages were taken 
and before the uh, authorities were able to take back uh, the gas facility, I mean, a massive gas facility, uh, 39 people had been executed. Mm. Uh, two of the uh, terrorists killed were uh, a couple of young lads from Canada uh, who uh, were Al-Qaeda supporters. So we got that kind of hook now. Uh, but um, the, the leader of the group, known as the One-Eyed Sheik and Mr. Marlboro, uh, raised all his money through prolific involvement in cigarette smuggling. Interesting stuff. Now, Mark, you also quoted uh, uh, an article from the Ontario Tobacco Research Unit, which has been around for 25 or 30 years, yeah. uh, recently republishing an article from The Lancet, which is that very uh, high-tone British medical magazine. Uh, in this article in The Lancet said, if you just triple the retail price of cigarettes all over the world, smoking would be reduced by half in almost no time, and that kind of sets you off as well. Yeah, because you don't take a look into uh, uh, there's no thought about the contraband market. Right. And and, and it's huge. Uh, you go up into northern Ontario, uh, you know, north of uh, Sault Ste. Marie, Sudbury, and, and, and those environs, 80% of the cigarettes being smoked are contraband cigarettes. I mean, why would you... It is not brain science. If you live near an Ontario Reserve, why would you go into your convenience store and pay upwards of $35 or $130 for a carton of legally sold cigarettes right. when you go into the into the Reserve and buy the same number for about... 35 bucks. So you're saving $100 every time you, you buy a carton of smokes. How is, how, how is it or who is doing the tracking, Mark? Because you seem to be fairly comfortable uh, in the article uh, in uh, Post Media over the weekend about where the money eventually finds its way to. And you talked about this one individual, this uh, 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 the one-eyed sheik that you describe and, and other leaders of, of uh, uh, criminal organizations. So who's doing the tracking here? Well, a lot of it's done by Interpol, Homeland Security in the States, the RCMP here, um, <clears throat> Health Canada to a certain degree, um, and uh, the U.S. Bureau, uh, ATF in the States, for example. Uh, it, it does, uh, follows the path of this. Uh, it estimated, like, for example, over a five-year period, groups affiliated with the Rio IRA raised $100 million from contraband tobacco. It's a lot of money. That certainly is. Uh, and uh, th that would, of course, it's interesting you would raise the issue of the IRA because, of course, they always raised more money here in North America than they ever did, especially in Ireland or anywhere else in the world, for that matter. Yeah, but the real IRA is a, is a different band of bandits. Uh, the, the IRA that we're talking about, you're talking about, is kind of uh, gone, gone quiet. Yes, the yes. real IRA is still involved. That's what they call themselves, the real IRA. Uh, <clears throat> and they're, um, they're, they're pretty heavy duty. I mean, I, I was in, based in Europe uh, during the, the 20th anniversary of the Irish Troubles and spent a lot of time in Belfast. And uh, it, it, was, it was some pretty ugly stuff going on at that time. But nothing compared to uh, what the real IRA's got up 
up its sleeve. Uh, so it, it, it's it's uh, it's disturbing. So what's the remedy here in, in terms of uh, the the whole matter of because you talk about uh, if you're caught with contraband cigarettes, it's it's not treated like uh, if you had the same quantity of cocaine or other uh, forbidden narcotics uh, and you might receive a fine. It's highly unlikely you would receive any jail time. So why the why the soft glove treatment by the feds? Well, the government and, and the police are scared stiff of going on to reserve to bring law and order back. Okay. Um, they, they, they've had it, their experience at Oka, oh, sure. Caledonia, mm-hmm. Ipawash, and places like this, and, and, and uh, they know what's going on. I mean, the, the cannabis, uh, when the cannabis law was brought, made, made legal, uh, the, the reserve, even before they, th- that happened, the reserves were had their own dispensaries going. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I mentioned to you, you can buy stuff at a, at a reserve dispensary that you cannot yet legally buy uh, in uh, un, under our cannabis law. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's edibles, lots of them on for sale. You can buy a you know whole plant. You can buy uh, uh, oils and and raw bud. So what then? What what sort of pressure is that? Is it possible, Mark, to bring public pressure to bear, especially as more and more of this story begins to unravel about following the money and finding out where the money ends up in the hands of some pretty awful people funding some pretty negative uh, activities? Uh, how much push public pressure is necessary to get the government of Canada to actually? develop a backbone on this. Yeah, well, I've been writing about this for a long time, and I'm getting more and more uh, pissed off with the government. Uh, the public the public doesn't really care. Uh, they see, they blame big tobacco and the governments for putting such high taxes on cigarettes right. that they have to resort. And they, they see it as a harmless, victimless crime. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and their images uh the old guy in the in the old folks' home, you know, going out and bringing back fifty cartons of cigarettes to sell cheaply to his friends at the in the old folks' home. Sure, they don't see anything wrong with that. Well, mm-hmm. you know, it, either do I, really, but it's just the tip of the of the real thing uh, because it's it's huge money, and like um, the, the government's got to grow a pair. So do the police, and I don't see that happening. The police are, or the public that you want to get all riled up. Uh, are not. Now, if someone blew up half of Toronto uh, on money raised from contraband cigarettes, that would be a different story. But that's not happening. And when you can go, like I said, when you can buy a a kilo of hashish online and have it delivered to your door by Canada Post, there's something wrong with both the law enforcement and the government controls. All right, final question for you. We need to take a break, and then I want to change the topic. But, but just before we go to the break, do, do, to the best of your knowledge, and you've done a ton of homework because this is far from the first time you've written about this, but does the money stay mostly in Canada, or does the bulk of it leave the country fairly quickly? It's, it's about 50-50. I mean, you've got some serious organized crimes involved, including the Hells Angels. Uh, and so that money will stay and be used to purchase guns, purchase drugs, uh, and, and and that sort of thing. Uh, 
cigarettes that are smuggled across into New York State uh, are apt to go anywhere because you lose track of them there. Sure. But, but ATF, you know, when he talks about, you know, $100 million raised. Through... This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Cigarettes going to the real IRA, that's serious money. And a lot of those, the majority of those cigarettes uh, would be coming from Canada. Uh, Bob, welcome. What are you? Uh, what are your thoughts uh, about uh, Mr. Bonikowski's revelations today? Well, first of all, I'd like to congratulate you for uh, having Mark on air. This is probably the most important guest you'll have on all week. Uh, I think it's time that the citizens of Canada, British Columbia, took back our lives, and we made the police and the federal Liberal government accountable. For all of these things that are costing us so much, not only in in money, uh, but in uh, treasure, as they say, when people lose their lives. Absolutely. Um, and and uh, Mark should be on CKNW every week. And I challenge the other hosts to bring him on and speak up and let's hold the politicians' feet to, as Prime Minister Justin would say, to the uh, fire. It's a uh, time we did something about uh, all right gotcha rob mark he's a fan as am yeah, i it is. Uh, you know what he said too and i, I i'm talking about the contraband tobacco and all what it, what it does go funding but at the same uh, same time the federal and provincial governments uh lose hundreds of millions every year in lost tax revenues yes. as, as a result of this you bet because uh when you buy a pack of smokes at a reserve you're not paying any taxes uh, and uh, when they're when they're purchased, there is no taxes paid. So uh, it's a lot of tax revenues lost. And, and curiously, I, I phoned the new uh, uh, finance minister in Ontario, Doug uh, at uh, Phillips office, and uh, to talk to their policy guy, and they did not have a tobacco strategy. Interesting. Contraband tobacco strategy. Or, and and, and uh, he says the, guy, the, the, the policy guy for his office said it's something he has to work on. And uh, I says, well, you've got, it's, it's really complicated, so you better get to work now and go 24-7 on it. That's right. Michael in Vancouver, jump in here. Well, we've got a second or two left with uh, Mark. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Hello, Sterling. Hello. Um, I, I live in the downtown east side, and you don't buy them on the reserve. You buy them on the street, and they're $3 a pack. I'm on disability. I can't afford to go into a store and pay 15 or $16 for a pack. Right. You don't buy them on the reserve. You buy them at Pigeon Park. You know what I mean? I do know well, what you in, mean. In, in, in BC, yes. But yes. I'm talking about Ontario reserves when we're talking about that. There's a lot of illegal cigarettes, especially... Uh, uh, phony Chinese cigarettes being sold in, in sort of bodega style in the Vancouver area. Mm-hmm. 
but you can also... Um, and it's become a, a curse as well. Interesting stuff. But you can see why at three bucks a pack, there's no shortage of customers. That's, a, that's, that's the key. And that's why most uh, people don't see any fault with it, like your, your last caller. Martin. I mean, he, he's on he's on fixed income. He can't afford fifteen dollars for a package, but he can get him, you know, around the corner for three dollars. Absolutely, Mark. Who, who's going to blame him? No one. I have to leave it there. I'm afraid. Unfortunately, I'm delighted to get you back on CKNW, my friend. It's been a bit of a chore, and you've had some medical issues. Delighted that you're up to it, and count on some more uh, uh, requests from this end. Thanks very much, Charlie. Mark Bonacoski on the Simi Sarah Show.